<laughs> What's up, long players? Welcome back to the Long Play Listening Party, the show where we go deep on local music, writing, recording, inspiration, gear, and whatever else sounds good to us, which today is the best music we heard this year. Most of it will have been released this year, but some may not have been, and that's part of the fun. I am joined by my co-host, Nate Holt. What's going on, Nate? What's up, everyone? Jared Fulton, welcome back. Everybody, what's up? Bless up. Returning guest, Rob Spector out of Brooklyn. What's going on, Rob? Delighted to be here, gentlemen. And we can really, we hear every bit of that SM7 right on your voice. <laughs> it is it is beautiful. It's silky. Through, through that, it's uh, deep. Through that. Yes, through the through the warm uh, tubes of this uh, tasty Behringer X Air. Oh, <laughs> you didn't have to admit that. Hey, Listen. it powered on. Hey, man, there's no shame. I live in New York. I don't get to have big gear. If if it powered on and it's Behringer, we're pulling for it. <laughs> yes. Um. So here, I think we'll start. Uh, we'll each do maybe a couple of records. It's helpful, I think, to go one or two at a time so that we have time yeah. to talk about them a little bit, what you loved about them, if you have a story. Um, Jarrett, I'm going to ask you to go first in just a second. So if you want to pick a couple of your favorites, I know we've all got a bunch. Myself, I have listened. I'm attempting to listen to over 200 albums. I started in early November. Uh, so far, I've picked 20 favorites and 27 honorable mentions, which will be on my blog at MrFuriousRecords.com. I won't be talking about all those tonight. Uh, I'll be picking here and there and kind of picking genres maybe that we haven't touched on yet to make sure that we've got some some genre diversity. But, Jarrett, why don't you hit us yep. with one or two or three? Sure. I'm just going to go in order. I picked um 10 with one that uh my label released this year i saved that for 11 i had to put that in there uh Absolutely. These are records that i love uh in all kinds of ways uh records that i got to be a part of or records i just loved uh from afar uh as a listener so we're gonna start with surprise chef it's this group on big crown records their new record called education and recreation and honestly like uh, this album sounds to me like they just have the best taste. They have the best ears and they know how to deliver it through their instruments. And it kind of sounds like some deep 70s um, catalog stuff, uh, some more obscure, funky uh, documentary, you know, um, soundtracks from back in the day. But it's done with such care and such taste and the, most, the utmost fidelity. So this one took my record of the year. And it's only been out for about two or three months. But I've been um, listening to the seven inches, ramping up to it, and some leaks and stuff like that. So I was really, really excited for this, and it came off of just a stellar record that came out last year. Um, so yes, so my number one record is, is Surprise Chef. Yes, sir. Surprise Chef is that a group you followed for a while? Did, how did you mm. discover them? Um, so most of these releases this year for me are from a long time following a bunch of labels. There's, you know, from Karma Chief and Coal Mine, Big Crown, Sub Pop, Dead Oceans, Love Soul, Cheapdom. Like, these are all labels that I've been following for a long time, and I pretty much can blindly pick up a release. That's the trust that I have for the taste makers at these labels. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, anything on Big Crown is going to be right up my alley. they yet to fail me. And so it was an easy, it was an easy score. And uh, I recommend everybody check it out. It's just, it's all season music to me. Any time of the day, any time of the year. And it Perfect. is an instrument. Do you want to do record. one more? Yes. 
Yeah, we'll go with Ghost Funk Orchestra, A New Kind of Love. That's on a coal mine subsidiary called Karma Chief. And I've uh, been following them for the last couple of records. I think I started getting into them on their 7-inch series a couple of years ago. Again, like some deep, raw, cinematic funk. And uh, definitely one for late nights. It's a good late night listen. And I recommend this for everybody of all styles. Outstanding. Outstanding. What, what, do, you so, feel is the, what do you feel is the best track off of uh, A New Kind of Love? Oh, my gosh. I'd have to pull up a track list and be honest with you. Um, let me get back to you so I don't hold up the broadcast here. <laughs> so, so Jared has a ranked list. I do kind of tiers. Rob, what do you do? And do you want to give us a couple? Well, I, I, I really just have everything in the same bucket because uh, the, the year that was 2022, I feel musically and, and would love to hear what you guys think. Coming out of the pandemic, we have a new level of professionalism that I don't think I've heard from a lot of these bands before. Like they did the COVID project like ragtag trying to, you know, string together something to make the rent. And this year felt like a year where everyone was like, I need something I can tour behind and I need something that that is absolutely going to blow up in a big way. And when I think about a record that is a step function for a particular artist or a particular band. The debut by Orville Peck on Columbia mm. really stuck out to me this year. Um, nice. You know, growing up in Kansas, uh, you know, everyone in my family, when I was starting to learn how to play guitar, were playing, you know, a lot of Sun Records stuff, but the, the stuff they, they, they were listening to were the very first country artists from Nashville that started to sign with New York labels. And so mm. you think about those early George Jones records when he was on a major label that had this like lush orchestration, like huge, like, you know, 40 piece orchestras behind it, like really, 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 really big sounds. Mm. Uh, this Orvel Peck record Bronco taps into that sound in a way that, um, I unexpectedly vibed with in a way that I, I didn't think I, I'm not a big country uh, consumer as a general rule. Right. But, but those are always fun when something catches you by yeah. surprise. And, and it's yeah. true. And, and this, and, and this artist is way out there, wears a face mask and has a, a really, um, it, it seems like the presentation may border on parody if it was not executed at the level of technical excellence that is executed at it sounds amazing amazing baritone singer the songs are terrific highly recommend kalahari down or daytona sand if you're ever going to give the record uh, a quick spin but you know when i when i think about an artist that used 2022 to step up the game in terms of uh production value uh in songwriting uh orvel pack is definitely one of the ones that's uh that's on the top of that top of that list for me. And you've been on Orville Peck for a while because I remember you recommending uh, Peck to me. Oh, maybe over the, sometime when you were passing through when we were walking around my neighborhood, and uh, I remember that's one that you mentioned. Yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely uh, an artist I've been following for a while. This new record um, 
you know, I, I don't listen to a ton of stuff on Columbia. I don't listen to a ton of stuff on, on major labels as a, as a whole, but this is one of the circumstances where you can feel and hear the production value that being on a major label brings mm -hmm. in, in a way that mm. is missing from a lot of the music that I generally consume. And, um, you know, same, same songwriting style, same really gripping lyrics, same like amazing baritone voice, um, but in a uh, entirely different context. And, you know, it, there there are a couple records that that fit this mold for me. The the new Interrupters record was really incredible, and it's the first one that the band produced themselves, and it sounds terrific. It, it may be the best sounding best sounding like ska rock stay record of all time. Like the the sound of this record, the production value of this record is absolutely unreal. And, and kind of the on the inverse of that. The new Trampled by Turtles, uh, Alpen Glow, um, captures a bluegrass sound that's really uh, highly technical and, and, and fairly, um, you, you know, fairly fairly advanced, but in, in in a way that feels a lot more authentic than any of like Flectone stuff or, or any of the like mainstream kind of kind of bluegrass that you'd see. Uh, and all the songs are bangers. Every single song is great on Alpen Glow. Uh, so really for me, um, 2022, just, just a record where just a year where everyone stepped up their game on the records themselves. And for me, it's, it's difficult to find a tier list or, or, or like a top 10. Um, I, I kind of rated my choices based on how much of a progression it represented for that particular artist. Mm. Gotcha. That's cool. And I, you know, I hadn't sort of connected those dots, but I like that story you're telling about why. So I also found an incredible, my, like my list is double what it typically is. And I don't, I don't think that I've, it was I don't think years. my experience has changed that much. I think there's just that much great stuff out there, but I hadn't put together the story about why that might be the case. So I really, I really like that. Um, Nate, are you ready? Do you want to give us a couple records? Um, yeah, uh, I, I I don't have the uh, I the vocabulary, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> other people do. But um, yeah, I, I you know I I think my, you know one of my favorite bands of all time is Moderate, mm. um, and they released an album this year called More Data. Um, they're, um, I, I think it's a really great album. I think it's, it's, you know, more of what you would expect, but it's just, uh, it just goes further and it sounds like they're, um, like, yeah, they're just kind of feeling like, you know, everything i think they they uh, i think it's been like five years since they um said they're on taking a hiatus um so uh yeah um really enjoyed that record and then i mean i you know i think i tend to just kind of 
I'll listen to whatever uh, I, you know, people recommend. And so, you know, this next record isn't, it, it was released in 2022. Um, I think I have some other stuff that's just, you know, um, it wasn't released this year, but um, I've been taking piano lessons and uh, my teacher uh, anymore uh, recommended this pianist named Aaron Parks, who's been around for uh, a while. We um, released on Blue Note uh, first in 1999, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he played in a, or he plays or played a member. He's a member of the band. And I'm looking at, uh, you know, information in front of me. I'm, I'm cheating, but I don't care right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, that, that, that band included Joshua Redman and uh, Eric Harlan. So, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, he's he's a he's a a, a player. Um, but volume one and volume two were released this year on Ahem Records. Ahem, I uh, don't know if that, that's how you say it. Uh, but it's uh, with Matt Brewer and Eric Harland. And um, you know, I'm I'm not uh, I I'm not able to wax poetic about it. But it's uh, if you enjoy um, really. Uh, interesting and uh, in piano, uh, jazz. Um, that re- those two records I would highly recommend um, putting on your list. They're uh, really entertaining. I listen to them. I mean, back to back, and and don't don't even really realize they're starting over again. So, um, so I, feel like, you- I feel like everybody in New York is talking about Aaron Parks right now. Like yeah, he's yeah. he's really blown up this year in a huge way so is it is it kind of experimental or how would you sort of characterize the i i don't know that it's experimental um like i said man i'm uh is there a mingus thing like kind of rooted in tradition but expressive and sort of colorful outside coloring outside the lines a bit or yeah, there, there's, there's some of that. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I wish I would, I could be more uh, is, descriptive, is but that just crew? means you should go check out the record. Definitely. <laughs> Nate, do you know if he's part of that crew that's been doing all the Blue Note residencies uh, alongside like Glasper and Chris Dave and those guys? Is that, is that the same? I can't say guy? for sure, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it is. Okay. Uh, I I will say uh, I do walk my dog right by Blue Note uh, every nice. day, every morning, and I see his name on the billboard quite a bit. So he he has nice. played there quite a bit in in okay. That's I think that's why that sounds familiar. I got to check those out. Yeah, I'm writing some notes from all you guys over here. A lot of good stuff. Which uh, you know, since I you know, I should say Eddie Moore uh, introduced his me new to record's him. really good too. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say we. You should. Yeah, I would add that in there because uh, you know we we you know we're not necessarily taking a local focus, but I think you know I definitely heard some great. Well, we heard some great music all year uh, on the shows. Yeah, um, but yeah, absolutely. He, but yeah, there's there's plenty of local a, stuff a really on my list and. Plenty of local stuff on my list, and uh, Jared, you don't have to worry too hard about taking notes because I will uh, link to everything in the show notes. 
Okay. Which is much easier because when I'm editing, I can pause and look up. And <laughs> so right. I will find everything and I will be listening to everything myself in January, at least a song or two from everything. That's just for my own personal. I'm curious about what um, what people mention. And I've, I discovered some favorites. So one of my yeah. favorites of the year, this is I'm not putting this down as an official entry, um, but it could be came from the show last year, which was Thames, which I think Rob suggested. And okay. uh, the the Thames EP, um, got the title here, uh, If Orange Was Black, is that right, Rob? If Orange Was a Place, If Orange Was a Place, plus the singles and everything, uh, just incredible. And that was something I discovered on the, but because someone mentioned it on the show last year. Uh, so I'm gonna do two quick and then uh, toss back to Jarrett. I do for for later. Um, I want to get into the hip hop that's on my list because I think I don't even know what to make of it myself. So I'm interested to mm. kind of go through. That's that's I have six hip hop records in my best of, and it's it's a very wide range. And I want to get into that, but but for just a couple uh, quick hits, uh, Hammers of Misfortune put out I think the metal album of the year like two weeks ago. It's called Overtaker. And it has a huge they've covered a lot of territory in their career. A lot of it is kind of proto metal 70s influence, lots of organ and kind of mm. deep purple types of things. But the members have also done this super group um, lately called Vol. I love the Vol records, which mm. is like this more experimental thrash prog thing. Uh, members of Yob are involved. And anyway, the new Hammers of Misfortune record brings together the best of both worlds. It's almost like two-thirds of a Vol record mixed with the organ and some of the some of the crazy 70s stuff of earlier Hammers of Misfortune. And I think it's just fantastic. Um, I'm wow. going to be listening to that for a long, long time. Where are they from? What? They're from they moved to like Montana or something. I think they're originally from California, San Francisco area, okay. maybe. Okay. Wow. That's uh, very interesting. Bay Area Bay Area metal has been dominated by High on Fire for so long. It's great to hear that there's a new entrant to the space. I but, could be wrong about that the location. Uh so don't quote me on I'll put it in the notes. Don't quote me on it. Um, how would, you, been how would you characterize how would you characterize the metal? Is this like black or thrash or doom or the so overtaker is thrash and prog and deep purple. Mm. So very technical. Yes, but loose. I, loose and live. It has a very live, they're incredible live in the studio type of band. I think they do a lot of tracking live. So mm. it's not um it's not mm. mathematical or kind of airless like some prog can be or some technical death can be. It's very organic uh timbre wise and and uh rhythm wise. It's not I mean it's precise, but it doesn't feel like super gridded out and and you know it, it it breathes a little bit and it kind of shakes its shoulders and 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 moves around. Um, the other one I want to mention just quick, and I'm as shocked as anyone hearing this is going to be, Tangerine Dream, 
Wow. Wow. Put out an album this year called Raum. What? Wow. R-A-U-M. They're still playing? They're still playing. Um, Edgar has, of course, passed away, but the band Mm. that he's been playing with for many, many years has access to all his materials and ideas and demos. and, And so this album incorporates things he recorded, things he programmed, you know, and then they ran it through other instruments or, you know, and, and of course overdubbed and added their own sounds. And it's, it's an incredible, um, it's got classic Tangerine Dream things. And it also feels very modern in some ways. And it's this wonderful meeting of worlds. Um, And it's just delightful. I listened to it several times just to be like, do I really, is a Tangerine Dream record in 2022 one of my like 10 favorite records of the year? And I'm here to tell you that it is. Wow. Amazing. That is heavy because that is delicate ground to tread because I feel like there was a lot of posthumous recycling of demo material this year that was really distasteful and in particular i'm thinking of like all the joe strummer Mm, demos that went out this year were garbage like i i would be if i was the artist i would have been mortified by the quality of the stuff that came out like i am a massive clash fan i am a huge fan of the mescaleros too like Mm. all of joe strummer's like solo stuff i deeply celebrate but the the blatant cash grab of some of that demo release material that came out this year was really, really tough. So to hear that yeah. executed at a level of excellence is really exciting. Now, Tangerine Dream, those are long songs. <laughs> those are long <laughs> yeah, it's, songs. It's not punk if rock, you're gonna Rob, start I'm sorry. With, if you're going to start with one, what, what do you think would sell me on this record? Like Jarrett, I mean, I'm an album guy. I'd have to look at a track list to tell you. I mean, the third one, maybe. Uh, that, would only... be the lo- that, that would be the longest one on the record. That's 19 minutes long. <laughs> okay, never mind then. Try try the second one. Cool, uh, cool. D- do, me, do me a favor. Do just, one and just two. Put, just put the record on, Rob. <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> uh, well, I don't want to give LPLP a, a copyright strike, so we're not going to put it on now, but uh, I am uh, making sure that I include all of these on a, another Spotify playlist, so we'll be able to share that in the show notes. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. Thank you for doing nice, that. bro. Good if, you, if you put That's the first cool, two dude. songs on, I remember being captured immediately, so if you're not in by song two, you can you can move along. That. That's Copy. enough tangerine dream for you. Okay, Jarrett, I know you're short on time. Why don't oh, you sure. give us a um, couple more? Well, I'm really glad that you mentioned, um, I think it was Rob that mentioned Higher and Fire. I got my brain thing. And there was a couple of uh, rock bands from the West Coast this year. And, uh, but by the way, did you guys see the sword split? There's going to be no more sword records. Did you oh, no, I that? missed that. No, yeah, man, was, really? Was, yeah, they're what done. I think uh, the main guy getting his name is done, and he's moving on to bigger and better things. So no more sword records. Uh, huh. When you said high, high on fire, I thought about that. I was like, oh man. Um, and then to circle back from earlier, Rob, the uh, my favorite track probably from that Ghost Punk record is called Scatter. Mm, um, but okay. but again, like 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 how he said, like uh, I mean, these are all these albums. There's it's all killer no filler for me. So. Mm. 
you know, just like how like I had to kind of like deduce. Yeah, to be honest with you guys, you know how I uh, put together my list is I just went through my purchases uh, on my Discogs collection this year. That's how I went and found <laughs> uh, uh, how to uh, try to streamline this up. And because of that, this next record I want to speak on, um, it hasn't actually arrived yet, but I've been listening to it all year. I mean, with vinyl plants, you know, being what they are, you have to kind of, you know, expect a delay in the mail sometimes. But there's this group that I absolutely adore from Portland called Shadowgrass. And hmm. uh, you might even, I mean, some people say there's a little no wave element to it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just amazing indie pop. Uh, but, you know, there's some, it's a little dark. It's a little mischievous. It's just, this record is just so super hooky and catchy. And it's just like gauzy, for a lack of a better word. It's just, it's just very textured and amazing and just like bags for a re-listen. So I definitely um recommend everyone check out the new shadow graphs record they have like three or four records out this new one is everything i've been looking for uh the synths are there the real fat drums the analog saturation is just a awesome long player so i had to put that on there I just emailed you howie because it was not on my list a minute ago so that one's back on there and then i mean if you want i could just name the rest of my top 10 real quick or i could gush after on one record or so which whatever you prefer do I'll put the I'll put the list in the notes, but do the gush because I think the gush. stories Ooh. I think the stories are fun. Um, God, this is this is tough, but I'm gonna go with Kutimon, uh, his new record called Open. Uh, a lot of if you're in the film, um, a lot of people think he's is an amazing filmmaker. He's from Israel, uh, and he goes by Kutimon. And uh, lately, he and his visual partner have been getting into a lot of AI stuff, like disco diffusion stuff. Um, kind of like way before this whole AI trend, I feel. They've been kind of doing this for like the last couple of years visually. But musically, this is kind of like Middle Eastern psychedelic chamber pop, like with a lot of 60s influence. Um, mm -hmm. It's very kind of hard to, de to define. It's just one of those records that it is what it is, kind of like no genre. But it, all the genre are there and all the influence are there. So like when you hear the horns, it kind of makes you think of like Fela Kuti style composition uh, on the horns but then like the drums make you think of like Ringo uh, just playing the fattest breakbeats or something like that or like a James Gadsden breakbeat or something like it's very hard to describe and wow. again super super catchy like for me this year has been all about like raw deep funk deep soul and you know melodic earworms like I just wanted all the soulful ear candy this year and so like most of my uh most of my list reflects that this year that's kind of like what my heart was digging my, my fingers were crazy digging for and uh yeah I'm looking over my list right now and it's kind of like all under that that kind of like no genre umbrella but they're all there so yeah a lot of good music this year guys for sure it was a huge year. huge year absolutely all right we want to welcome Drew Rudebush to the podcast. Drew, you were muted by default on entry, so you got to unmute yourself here. That's why I'm killing time with your introduction, is to give you a second to unmute yourself. And it looks like you've done it. Congratulations and welcome. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. All right. Well, while he comes in, I will exit. And I want to thank you all for letting me share space with you guys. And everyone have a blessed year. And I can't wait to talk. Yeah, right thanks for joining, JR. Good to Brother, see you, Jared. Good to see you. Yeah, good man. Thank you, everybody. Take Enjoy. Care. I'll be talk listening to, to this soon. soon. Yeah. All right. Peace, guys. Awesome. Well, Drew, we've just been going like 
one or two or three albums at a time in a circle, yeah. and uh, we're just about ready to change it up. So if you've got something handy, uh, we'll take a couple of whatever you like this year. Yeah, I got my band camp list here. That works. Everybody does yeah. it different. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you guys have talked about already, but I think Jarrett was talking about that Krung Bin uh, collaboration. Is that what he was just talking about with the African guitar player? Um, I believe so. Uh, he was okay. talking about Kudaman. Yeah. Kudaman, the, oh, the Israeli. Oh, Kudaman. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, no, well, uh, Krong Bin, uh, they, they put out a, a collaboration record with the... Uh, sorry, I'm... Yeah, a Molly and guitar player, I believe. Yeah, that one that one's super good. Cool. Um, and I have I have looked at Jared Jared's yeah. list and he was talking about a different uh Oh okay. Not Krungbin. He's talking about Kuti Kutiman. Yeah, all right. Well um uh, Howie, did you mention that collab the, who was that collab with, Drew? Uh uh guy from Molly named Ali Farka Ture. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I recognize that name. He's been around. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, Howie, have you mentioned the new Cosmic Ground? I had not yet. Isolate. Yeah, that's a, that's a, you know, good as always doing his thing. I got the double vinyl. From Germany, that was expensive as shit. I bet two red records though is pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Cosmic uh, Ground. If you're right. into that kind then, of thing, Cosmic Ground has a very deep discography, and his songs are very yeah, long, and there's a lot of them. So very consistent. There's a lot to dig into there. Yeah, consistently good. Yeah, very early. Well, very like mid to late seventies Tangerine Dream. I did wow. mention the Tangerine yeah, Dream. Yeah, Tangerine Dream making making a double reference on the LPLP <laughs> Best of 2022. Wow. It's barely wow. five minutes apart. That's amazing. Yeah. And um, let me see if I can pull a different uh, uh, genre in here. Um, one of my favorite bands, Dead Meadow, just put out an LP of like kind of experimental uh mostly instrumental jams that i've been enjoying quite a bit they're an all-time fave of mine mm. yeah i got um, the notification that you bought that that was cool yeah it's it's really good it's got some good jams on it i got a lot i mean some of my favorite bands put out records this year so uh the new new dunian uh, Swedish psych band, um, always good. This one's got more like electronic music on it. Uh, it's it's different and fun and, and good. Um, Space Moth. Have you guys ever heard of Space Moth? What's the story with Space Moth? Tell us about Space, Space Moth. Moth is uh, kind of a solo project. 
uh, I think this woman, Miriam, it is or was a staff engineer at Tiny Telephone Studios mm. with uh, John Vanderslice. Uh, really? So she put out a solo record. It's it sounds a lot like uh, like broadcast. Uh, I love I love broadcast. So I've been listening to that a lot. I thought Tiny Telephone uh, was shutting down. Yeah, they did. Uh, okay. But I think he owns he owns several <coughs> studios. Um, I don't know if she's moved. I don't, I don't know. It's a good record. Sure. Check it out. Space Moth. Um, no Past, No Future, it's called. Mm. Sounds like yeah. a Dark Satellites title. Uh, <laughs> a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, very good. Cool. I got more, but I'll yield. Sure. Yeah. Let's uh, let's give. Um, I forget Nate or Rob. Uh, it's your turn. One of you. Why don't you? Let's do this. Either order, Nate and Rob. <laughs> then let's take a short break. Uh, we could come back and do my hip hop thing. How does that sound? Sounds like a plan. Rap? It sounds great. <laughs> no. Exactly. No. Well, we were we were talking about uh, we're He's talking gonna about debut his or... next record. On the show live. <laughs> yeah, my hair is really fluffy. I just it looks uh, great. Oh, it looks power. so good. I want yeah, it. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, I'm deeply envious. I'm deeply envious of the fluff. I, uh, it's it's <laughs> it, part of it's the lighting, but it is extra fluffy from showering. The uh, the horizon the horizontal volume is deeply impressive. Uh, thank you. Yes, I. Uh, I'd like a, a, a little more balance uh, vertically, but um, uh, yeah, it's just that length. Yeah, I'm getting I, a haircut. I'm getting I a haircut. To get the, I never was able to get the horizontal working, I, so I just went pure vertical for a lot of years, <laughs> which Howie could attest to. I remember a pretty good mohawk, yeah. Get that Fresh Prince fade. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, somewhat, somewhat. Uh, it was not as funky. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, I was, so picks. I was just going to mention picks, uh, we, picks, were, picks. we were talking about uh, jazz records earlier. Uh, my jazz record of the year came from um, the director of the Preservation uh, Hall Jazz Band out of New Orleans. At the tender age of 89, Charlie Gabriel finally released his first solo record called 89. <laughs> I think he turned 90 during the tour for it. And, uh, you know, he does I'm Confessing on it, which is like one of his uh, uh, big tunes. But if you're into quality clarinet, uh, it's a very chill record to listen to. And the fact that he finally took the time to put a solo record on Wax is great. Uh, everybody from Pres Preservation Hall plays on it at some point or another. Sure. Um, so it's uh, it's definitely worth a, a great listen. And uh, the guys, the guy. I, I don't, it must be the clean living, but he can still sing and he can still play. It's uh, unbelievable that he's producing a top tier jazz record at the age of 89. That's, that's really something. Top tier jazz debut. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not strictly a debut. He, he did have sure. some solo material that was outside the context of preservation uh, uh, hall in, uh, uh, I want to say in 90. 
and then there was another like EP in the early aughts. But as as a single single credited artist, this is his first uh, first debut, and it was it was very special. Awesome. You want to do one more? Or are you leaving it there? Uh, let's hand it over to Nate. All right. Okay. Well, uh, I said earlier that uh, you know I just a lot of the stuff is just from playing. I played a lot this year, which is great. Jared mentioned you know appreciating the album more, and I've heard, I've seen a, you know a couple of people post about that, and um, I say that because um, I had played uh, with Arthur Dodge on he'd really is first record was released 25 years ago this year and they played a couple of shows to commemorate the release and even though i'd heard that record before you know i was listening to it again and getting to play it and um just you know started to appreciate the way it was sequenced um you know it's kind of like the way that it you know (laughs) yeah it it was so i just you know that just kind of made me um yeah, start thinking about that more. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, I, like I said, it, it's not, it wasn't released this year or anything, but, you know, I, I, I guess I would put that on my list just because it, it definitely was kind of a, um, I mean, maybe start thinking about albums differently and in, in, in a more appreciative, um, way. And then, um, I had gotten to play some honky tonk uh, piano uh, uh, for a, a, an event at the Lawrence Art Center, and uh, man, uh, just getting to go back and 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 kind of uh, dig into some of those older uh, country tunes um, was was great. Like. Uh, Hank Thompson is one of you know the uh, he, he's if you like Western Swing, um, like Bob Wills and Hank Thompson are probably the two names that will come up. And uh, so you know, hearing some of his songs, um, the band leader was uh, a gentleman named Maury Sullivan, who is in the Kansas Music Hall of Fame, and he mm. leads a, a country uh, a, a Western Swing band. Um, that uh hank thompson had uh you know asked him to um continue on with it uh which is super cool so he told the story about um it was a a song by hank uh thompson called uh uh what was it here i'm gonna find it here the wild side of life Mm. and uh that's his hit that's his big hit right yeah this is a huge hit um, and then uh, Dolly Parton, Tammy Wynette, and Loretta Lynn uh, recorded a song called It Wasn't God Who Made Honky Tonk Angels. And uh, <laughs> I guess somewhere in this little tiny town in Kansas, and Maury was telling the story at the show. Um, I just thought it was super cool. Um, just really amazing. Um, this tiny little town in Kansas, it was Hank Thompson, and I think it was either uh, Loretta Lynn or Tammy Wynette. But, the, you know, they were playing a show and Hank Thompson didn't play that song. And then, like, uh, I think it was Tammy Wynette after him or something. Anyway, he, like, 
like people were like, he didn't play this song, and he gets Tammy Wynette up there, and they sing it together because that song that the uh, Dolly Parton, Tammy Wynette, and Laura Lynn wrote was a response to this wild uh, to that song that he wrote, and it's about like you know like uh, you know the you know women cheating, and then the women are saying, well, you know if men didn't act like they were single when they're not, <laughs> um, it's just, it was so yeah. Um, I, I've got to put you know some of these um, some of these songs on my list. I, I'll, I'll send you kind of a, a a summary of it, Howie, so you can include it. But like uh, Floyd Kramer, Last Date. Um, I'd heard that song before, but um, man, it's such a good song. It's an instrument, piano instrumental, and Floyd Kramer is one of the like one of the A-listers um, on on those old Nashville um, recordings. Um, you know, uh, Merle Haggard and the Strangers, Swinging Doors, man, that song is, uh, I don't know. I mean, if, if you like country and, and, that, and, and actual country, not like, you know, I'm not going to, not talking smack or anything, but not like right. 80s country or, or you know, yeah, yeah. 80s stuff like Alabama or something. But if you like, you know, 1966, 70s, you know, 50s uh, country, um I would definitely put those on a list of of songs or records to listen to because because it's good stuff. Awesome! I love you know I'm really looking forward to January when I can dig into all this stuff and I love the breadth of everything we're discussing and there are whole worlds you know that we haven't really even talked about yet. So so that's super cool. Having a lot of fun, listeners. Uh, we'll be back at you next week with part two. Uh, but we're going to let you go for now. We hope you're having a wonderful non-denominational snow time holiday season. And uh, we'll see you in a week. It's been the Long Play Listening Party. Later, everybody. See ya! Good luck in your fantasy football playoffs. Out of the black. <laughs> Oh, my God.